1 Peter 4 verse 8. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Welcome to Debbie DeVries Ministry Podcast. Now each week, I systematically walk you through a portion of scripture in order to help give a greater understanding of the character, the undeniable presence, and faithfulness of God. Now last week, we started with uh, 4 verse 7, the end of all things is near, therefore. Now as mentioned last week, um, and I'm going to mention again this week, no one but the Father knows when that day will be. Jesus himself says this in Matthew 25 verse, uh, 24 verse 36, but about the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. And again, Jesus says it in Matthew 25, verse 13, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Now, there may be some things that are happening that cause one to think, well, maybe we're getting closer. Maybe we are, but maybe we're not. Only God knows. But Jesus is coming back. Maybe today, tomorrow, next week, next year, but maybe 2,000 years from now. We just don't know. If Jesus doesn't know, then neither do we. But he is coming back. And so Peter says, the end of all things is near, therefore, meaning because of this truth, live your life in expectancy of Jesus' return. He could return at any moment. Now, the attitude of expectancy um, cannot turn us into idle, lazy followers of Jesus like we read about in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 6, ouch, or the opposite extreme, zealous fanatics. So what Peter does is he gives his readers 10 commandments, if you will, in order to help them and us keep in balance as we are living life with our eyes on the return of Jesus. Now, last week, we looked at the first command, be sober-minded, watch and pray. And today, what we're doing is looking at the second commandment that Peter gives. The end of all things is near, therefore, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Now, the statement, love will cover over a multitude of sins, shouldn't be taken as a doctrinal explanation as to how sins are put away. The guilt and penalty of sins can only, only be removed by the blood of Christ, period. Nor should the statement be used to condone sin. What it does mean is that true love is able to overlook minor faults. So let me say that again. True love is able to overlook minor faults and failures in other believers. And that's what we are being commanded to do. This is what Peter is talking about. And we more than likely had a verse like Proverbs 10 verse 12. And let me read that to you. Hatred stirs up conflict but love covers over all wrongs. Or Proverbs 17, verse 9, whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Now, both of these verses are insisting on forgiveness rather than gossip. And Peter more than likely had these verses on his mind when he penned the words of 1 Peter 4, verse 8. There are so many things amiss in all of us. And if love doesn't cover, 
excuse, and forgive the mistakes and faults each and every one of us have, well, here's the thing. Satan will have a heyday and he'll stir up dissension, division, and discord. Each of us, each and every one of us, is in great need of patience from one another. Love forgives again and again. In Matthew 18, verse 21 to 22, Peter went to Jesus and he asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who has sinned against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but seventy times seven. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 5, the love chapter, it says love. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Or Ephesians 4, verse 32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Now, what's interesting about the Matthew 18 account is that um, the rabbis of Peter's day actually discussed this very question. How many times should one forgive a brother or sister who has sinned against them? Now, when they say brother or sister, what they are meaning are fellow believers, And they, the rabbis, they recommend no more than three times. You can forgive somebody up to three times. Therefore, when Peter asked Jesus up to seven times, he's actually being very generous. And Jesus answers him unexpectedly, saying, We are to forgive an unlimited amount of times. Unlimited is surely the the idea behind up to 70 times 7. It'd be strange if Jesus expected us to count offenses against us up to 490, and then at 491 to deny forgiveness. That just doesn't make sense. That's not what he meant. Unlimited is what he means. Now, fervent love, the word used, pictures an athlete straining to reach the goal. It speaks of eagerness and intensity. It's a love that needs to be worked out just as an athlete works on his or her skills. It's not such a matter, or it's not a matter of emotional feelings, though that is included, but mostly it's dedicated will. Christian's love means we treat others as God treats us. Hence, it's hard work. This kind of love that we are being called to is a forgiving love. Now, love does not condone sin. Proper love grieves when watching someone hurt themselves or others. Rather, love covers sin in that love motivates us to hide the sin from others and not spread it abroad. I I suspect, actually I've been party to, um, spreading it abroad much faster than I'd like to admit. Sadly, maybe even at times spreading it under the false pretense of being spiritual. I'm telling you this because I'm concerned. Done that. I've done that. Or what about if a friend hurts you, I don't know, from a small group or whatever, and, and they hurt you with words because words hurt. 
Well, then the question becomes, what are you going to do about it? For example, I'm just giving you an example. Are you going to tell others you're not going to believe what so-and-so said to me or... Are we going to choose patience to take a deep breath, discipline ourselves like an athlete getting ready to run a marathon? It's hard work. It's hard work. I don't think it comes naturally to us. Maybe even giving ourselves a little bit of space to work it out between you and God and the offender when appropriate. And are we going to choose to protect our sister or brother in Christ by loving them in a way that covers over a multitude of sins. Now hear me well. No one, not one person can hide sin from God. That is not what we're talking about. But believers should try in love to cover each other's sin, at least from the eyes of others. You just know when you're to do this. I know when I'm to do this. Now, Genesis 9, verse 21 to 23 is interesting. I'm going to read it to you. Noah, a man of soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and he laid uncovered inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. When Shem and Japheth but sorry, but Sham and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backwards and they covered their body, their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way so that they could not see their father naked. So Noah got drunk and he laid naked in his tent. His son Ham saw his father's shame. And what did he do? He went and found his brothers and he told them. Now Ham's two brothers, on the other hand, they covered their father and his shame. Interesting to note that once again, God makes sure that he left us this account. It happened in order to show us to look at it and ponder. What good was it for Ham to go and tell? It actually didn't go for well, for well for him in the end. Um, as once Noah woke up, you'll find it in scripture, once he woke up and found out that his son Ham laughed and told, if you will, there were some serious consequences. Whereas the brothers whose love covered over a multitude of sins, Noah praises them by saying, praise be to the Lord, the God of Sham and Japheth, and great blessings were prayed over them. So now as we live our life, trying, trying, that's the thing, trying to stay in balance. In balance, not in balance. Let me say it again. As we live our life, trying to stay balanced with our eyes on the return of Jesus, because it's going to happen. Therefore, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. I pray that the Holy Spirit give us the ability to think before we speak. Wouldn't that be nice? To think before we speak and then ask the question, why? Why am I about to tell Shem and Japheth, figuratively speaking, of course, about the shameful behavior of Noah? Put your own words, your own account in there. Am I loving fervently? 
And just as I want to be loved, forgiven, protected, or am I gossiping and tearing down? A great ponder for this week. A great ponder. I'm so glad that you were able to join me on today's podcast. You can learn more about me and my ministry at debbiedevriesministry.ca. It's my desire that through this podcast, you are drawn into a deeper relationship and a clearer understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, as we spend the time to get to know God the Father and Jesus our Savior as revealed through the Bible. I would love to connect with you. My social media links and email address can be found on my website. Let me know if anything I've said on the podcast has made a difference in your life. Leave me a review or shoot me a a personal email. But until we meet again, keep reading, keep reading on, and grow in your relationship and your love with God the Father, Jesus, His Son, our Savior, through the Holy Spirit. Amen.